What's going on everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of It's Your World Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Brown, Dane Allen, Uptown Jordan Brown, and Big Buckets Brown. Okay, I'm going to keep on using that one. I made that one up though. It's not valid, but it works. Um, First and foremost, how are you? You good? So am I. Glad to hear Anyway, thank you for tuning in to last week's episode with KJ Whitehead. Again, they are doing big things. I was just happy to sit down with KJ because he's, they are interesting. Um, and the, their rise in the comedy game here in Chicago kind of took off a little bit faster than I think they would like to admit. And I'm happy to see people just doing well, following their dreams, doing what they want to do and making money doing it. Um, And that's basically what the show is about to give people a platform to come on here and talk their shit and do the damn thing. Um, And tell their stories too. I mean, I'm just saying a lot of random cliche things, but I feel like KJ is one of those people uh, we're going to hear about later on. Um, Just starting out, it might be, well, they did have a whole bunch of shows lined up. I don't know if y'all paid attention to that last part last week's show, but um, yeah, they had a lot of stuff going on and I was just happy that uh, they were able to you know, they gave me the opportunity to sit down and talk with them before they blew up. And then hopefully in a year's time, maybe when they're a big name, then I'll be able to go and interview them before they do a show or some shit. Um, but yeah, this week I have Kendro, also known on Instagram as KL Art by Kendro, doing her damn thing. I was happy to hear Kendro on the show just because I've known her for a while and also followed her pages, and I'd just be like, Kendra, you dope as hell. Like, every time. It's, it's probably annoying. I'm like, Kendra, you dope as hell. Kendra, I really like your art. Kendra, I really like your jewelry. Like, I'm not just saying it just to say it. Like, the shit is dope, man. And if y'all ain't checked it out, you should. And another reason why I want to have her on the show is because she's a very good friend of my little sister, Aseel Norb or Jaleesa Brown. They're both doing their own creativity, art, fashion design, not fashion design, but affecting the culture and all that good shit. And I'm just like, man, I want to sit down with you, pick your brain, see what everything is like with you. Um, I really enjoyed this episode. We talked about a lot of different shit. I don't know if uh, she was taking shots, but... We was just talking real shit, man. Like, I was just happy to sit down with somebody that would just go let loose and express themselves and tell you how they feel about everything that we brought up. Um, like I said, it's, it's a lot of back and forth between the two of us. This one gets going. It's a good talk. It's a, like, not in a sarcastic way. Like, it's a, seriously, it's a good talk. Like, if you want to sit down and take all this info in, all the, the banter, all the witty comments and all that shit, like, this shit, I really enjoyed this episode, guys. Um, Kendra is well on her way. Actually, Kendra has been on her way. We talk about how she started her business in 2014, and she was just like, fuck it, I'm going to try it. If it don't work, then it don't work, but I'm going to just do me. 
And we talk about her getting the reception that she did from a lot of people, a lot of the art that she does, one for herself, you know, um, that's personal to her. And then some of the stuff that's also um, custom, you know, she talks about a lot of different things. And we get into that, just just how you know challenging it could be to do stuff for other people when you're starting out as an artist or um, trying to get your, your your business aspect of things going. So that's the thing that I think I was really more so impressed about with this conversation. She really just was like out of the gate. You know, I do my own thing. I work on a lot of different things for myself, too. But I also do the custom work. And as, as the beginning of the episode starts, she was talking about how she doesn't do a lot of stuff with, like, gang signs and everything like that, which is legit. Like, I totally understand that. And um, just just who she is, man. Like, I, I think there's a lot of personality in this episode. And I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, but, yeah, it's it's really satisfying to sit down with a person who wants to talk about the culture. You know, everybody says that, and even, I was even working on a podcast at first called For the Culture. And, 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 and not to say there's anything wrong with saying that, but we delve into exactly what that culture is. How do you define your own culture? How do you define the culture that you're saying you're a part of? You know, it's really interesting to get another person's take on it because I know for the past couple of weeks I've been going in on it and talking to different people about it like that's my thing right now it's just like culture like we talk about it but what is it it's not the shit we read about in social studies it's not that shit that we read about in U.S. history you know it's something else and what I think I'm finding with doing all these interviews and sitting down with different people you can start to create your own culture you can lay the foundation for what you think your culture is. It's personal to you. It isn't just about being a part of a group. It's about also being an individual as well. Um, some other stuff we talk about is just, you know, are you really in for in into this movement for you? Or are you doing it for some kind of clout? Are you looking for external validation and not really staying true to who you are. You know, that's that's something that I think as creators we can talk about for 50 million, 11 years. You know, just, you know, why are you doing this? Uh, what's, what's the end game? What's the purpose of you putting your artwork out there? What's the purpose of you recording a podcast? What's the purpose of you getting on stage and telling your jokes? What are you doing? What's what's the purpose of your music? What's the message behind what you're saying? The lyrics, you know, different things like that. Like, what does your art mean? What does your art say about you and the p- people you're trying to reach? You know, shit like that, man. And um, yeah, I really just enjoyed this conversation, man. I uh, hope you guys can follow uh, not only Kendra, but follow myself on Instagram at it's Jordan bruh underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you follow Kendra at K L A Arts. K L tongue tie. K L Art by B Y Kendro K E N D R O. And check out some of her work, man. She sells her stuff on Etsy, you know. I'm pretty sure you guys are really definitely want to check out her work. You can get all her contact information from her page on Instagram because that's what she's doing a lot of her work right now and putting a lot of it up. She talks about that in this episode as well. Um, Like I said, man, I'm just excited to really 
I'm really I'm really excited to let y'all hear this shit. Um, but also, please keep in mind, at the end of the episode, we had a, a little bit of a technical difficulty. Um, I wasn't able to kind of get it rectified a little bit, but I got it as clear as I could. So hopefully you guys know before you tune in, I mean, before you get to that point, it's sort of toward the end of the episode. Still check it out, you know, but bear with me. Um, Thanks again, everybody, for checking out the show. I appreciate all the love and support we've been getting. And also, do not forget, we are grown-ups over here, and we have a sponsor. Make sure you check out ShopSMZ.com. It's springtime, ladies. Get yourself fresh. Get out there. Get you something cool. You know, I don't even know if that's what y'all say. But make sure you're on fleek, if that's still cool anymore. But you can go to shopsmz.com, pick up some clothing, jewelry, self-esteem. You know, that too, they got that over there. If you use code JAB, you get 15% off any order. If you use the code JAB2, you get $20 off orders over 100 bucks. So, man, make sure you check that out too. I will also be at Matilda's up north on April 20th. Guys, come and check us out. The show starts at 7 p.m. Here's the episode. Let me know what you think. I get a lot of questions about that. But with that, you know, no gang signs, none of that. Like, I ain't doing... That's that's a T... That's the thing too. Is like when you a comic, you you can be like, All right, I take this job, I'll just right. do a set, but you don't know where you go walking. Exactly. Like a biker club. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading uh, Kevin Hart's book. Mm-hmm. I can't make this up. And he was like, Yeah, man, I was doing every Tuesday. I do like open mic or something like that at this biker club, and they would just treat him like shit every single week. <laughs> but he would keep going back because mm-hmm. he get paid. But that's the thing too is like I feel like when I look at your page it's all these different influences and it's African American culture mm-hmm. it's a strong like yes nigga I am black <laughs> <laughs> I am an African American moment and I am very proud of that you know and like I said with your style and everything like that that's the reason why I want to have you thank you <laughs> or drove or whatever you know I just I felt like um, I always be posting underneath y'all pictures because uh, Kendra's actually a good friend of my little sister, Julissa Brown, or CL Nora, but she also has an episode too. <laughs> hey, best friend. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I had a lot of respect for you guys. Thank uh, you. And when I say you guys, you know, like you, Teddy, uh, Jeff, I think, and like all y'all came up and Kai, like mm. all y'all came up around the same time and just like, I thought y'all was cool as hell back then. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, cool. Uh, and it's, uh, it's funny, because I'm, like, uh, what, three or four years older than you guys. Yeah. But um, I was doing some good shit, man. Thank Even you. back then, it was just cool to see black kids singing mm-hmm. and being creative in a way. Right. And things like that. And just to see you guys doing that now, it's inspiring. Thank you. And you are inspiring, but I'm going to stop kissing up to you. Let's <laughs> to the brass text. So before we start, we're talking about um, different things that you do, um, paintings, Jewelry, mm-hmm. custom work, what like? How did you figure out like I can do all of this? Well, I've always been the type of person to say, you know what, I I, I never put myself in a box, mm-hmm. and I never was like, you know, I can only do one thing. Mm-hmm. 
I've always like, you know what, I can do whatever I want to do. I can do it whenever I want to do it. And that's kind of my perspective on life. Like, I don't have limits. I, I look at life as if, you know, the sky is not the limit. Does that make sense? Yeah, because people usually say the sky is the limit. Yeah, it's not the limit. You're right. I'm right. I'm like, wait, does that make sense? Well, I'm trying to sound profound. You're not trying to sound profound. You just took a word out of one generic saying that people say. The sky is not the limit. Like, I could do whatever. So that's kind of my thing. But I started my business in 2014. And I think, looking back, I always wanted to do entrepreneurship. Like when I look back and when I was like a little girl, people ask me, what do you want to be if you grow up? I say an artist or I say a fashion designer. Mm -hmm. Fashion designer, not so much. I might get back into it, but not right now. But I'm looking back and I'm like, damn, I always want to do the entrepreneurship. And my great grandmother, she was an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. She was from Georgia, came to um, Chicago about 1941, 42-ish. And she had two businesses. She had a dry cleaning business and she had a both on the south side, I think uh, Inglewood, mm -hmm. over there in Inglewood because you know, a lot of black people came to the, the south side. Bridge. Right. It was like a, a professional like a housing type of thing for professional women. It's like I guess like, you know how like back, yeah, not, not really a boarding house but you know like back in the day like because it was segregation right. you know Black people could only go to certain places. So I guess it was like for black women to come and stay, you know, kind of like a hotel, something like that. I'm not sure, 100% sure what it was, especially because she passed away when I was like a little girl. So I wish she was around, you know, so I could ask her about this stuff. And it's like my mama don't really know. So I got, I guess I got to call my great aunties and whatnot and ask them, yeah. So it's in your blood. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. I want to have my own. I want right. to work for myself and everything like that. And exactly. That's funny because you never really hear people say that as a kid. And if you were already yeah, thinking, you really said don't. a lot about you. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm thinking, and you know, it's nothing wrong with working for other people. Mm -hmm. You know, because I think sometimes people, because I see it a lot on social media, like, y'all some workers, y'all some, you know, it's like, it's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with, you know, Working a job. It's nothing, right. I'm working a job now. Exactly. So, you know, I don't want to present it as this uh, arrogance. Again, it's nothing wrong with having your own. Right. Even, you know, if you have a job, you still <laughs> have your own. Like, whether it's stocks or investing in a business, mm -hmm. you know, again, the sky's not the limit. Right. Um, how do you balance that, though? Because it seems like you do a lot. I do. I do a lot. <laughs> you got a lot. Like you said before we started, you got... You work on a lot of different things mm -hmm. at one time. And then you go to work. Yeah. And the, the morning. So mm -hmm. what what is that balance like? You know, being a creative, the entrepreneur, and then having that day job. It's kind of easy because I try my best to stay organized. Because mm -hmm. that's, I, I mean, I'm organized and I'm not organized. Like, I'm, I'm, organized I'm a junkie-ass pack rat. <laughs> but you know what? It's some research that they say a lot of creative people are junkie naturally. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Because uh, our minds are always thinking about stuff. So, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But I do try to stay organized. Like, I sell my stuff on Etsy, okay. on an Etsy shop. So, the good thing I like about that is how it's so organized. Like, it lets you know when you need to have this order out, you know. And I also, I use my iPhone to, in the reminders tab, you know, I need to do this by then and da-da-da-da. So, it's just about balance, being organized, you know, like, just trying your best. 
that, that's just my thing about it. And just not being scared. Like, I wasn't... Like, it's crazy because with some people, when I hear about them talking about their experience going to entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. they say they were scared. I was like, man, whatever. I need... I, it is not all about money with me. Right. That's the thing. But I was like, you know, let me just try it. Like, let me just see where it goes. Exactly. What's the worst, that can, happen, exactly. What's the worst <laughs> that can happen? And people was buying my stuff. So I'm like, I must be doing something right. right. Mm-hmm. With the custom gear you do for people, the jewelry, the paintings, like, how did you feel? Like, when you realize, like, man, I'm pretty, pretty damn good. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can do so many different, it's like a skill set. Or like, yeah. a, like, for me, it's always sport. So it's like, you can be a basketball player. Okay, this dude can shoot, he can dribble, he can play defense. Mm-hmm. Like, when did you realize, like, you were that versatile in, in art and creativity, which is something that I think a lot of people don't take into mind. Like, you got, you, like I said, I was looking at your page, I'm like, she does a lot of different <laughs> shit. Like, so like earrings, necklaces, bracelets, you know, live art, like pictures of you. It's just like, like, how did you realize? Like, I'm solid at this. It's you, but again, it's very natural, and I, I think it's in my blood. So I think the entrepreneurship is in my blood, and also the art, because my uncle Marvin Tate, he's an artist. He's a Chicago artist. He does music, um, visual art. So. Looking back again, I, I have to sit back and I have to look up at look back at how I was brought up. My parents saw that I was into art when I was really little. So they were putting me into like different art programs. So it wasn't just, okay, we're gonna put you in a painting program. It was right. like fashion design program. Um uh, theater, speech program. And I think that's why it's really important for parents to put their children into these different programs and really, you know, plant that seed in them while they're young so they can, when they get older, you know, they can have those tools. So I think that's a big part of it. But I also think I'm just naturally creative. If I want to try something, it's like, hey, might as well do it. I've done a lot of stuff like furniture painting, fashion design, and also the Gallery 37 program. Gallery 37 came through. Yes, they did. (laughs) I promise you, I would never, I would have never thought like, I, I started there at fourteen, mm-hmm. right out of like seventh grade, mm-hmm. and I just I worked there for a summer, and I was like, man, like you get around all these creative people, for real, like, shit just like sticks, and like you wouldn't even think you would talk or be associated with these artists, exactly. Like, Seriously though, I was a kid working Seriously around. Seriously though, like, but but you know what's crazy? I started um, Gallery Thirty Seven when I was in fourth grade. And the reason oh, why, be, yeah. So, but here's the thing, because you know, usually Gallery Thirty Seven they had the downtown program, right. but that was like, you know, you go to high school. Mm-hmm. But at my school, they had an after school program. Right. So I don't know if other schools had that, but like fourth grade, we made drums. We would go downtown to the uh, cultural center and mm-hmm. we would do performances. We so I did like um, music. We did radio um, acting, stuff like that. So I did that from fourth grade to seventh grade. Right. So, and then when I got to high school, you know, I started doing, um, you know, working for them. So it's, again, I've always been like, you know, I, I'm down for whatever yeah, when man. it comes down to art. But yeah, that, that experience was crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I think, did you ever feel like there was a little bit of doubt that came at all with doing this? For me, I would say, if you get on stage and you start telling jokes and shit like that, like, Okay, you can get a laugh here, a chuckle here. You bring some people, they go laugh. You're around all these other mm-hmm. guys. Liking it to Gallery 37, when I was there, like, 14, there was people there who were legit 
artist mm-hmm. and I feel like a fraud it's just like, <laughs> like, like because like you would think to yourself like do I belong here am I good enough to be in the mm-hmm. same room or even mention in the same breath as these people who have published work and stuff like that and even with you being in the room right now I feel like maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe I shouldn't be in the room don't, don't feel like <laughs> but, that you know did you ever feel that apprehensiveness when it came to just putting your work out there first. Not not earning money, mm-hmm. but putting the work out there. Um, not really. And what I like about how the society is going now, now I do think a lot of it is about trendiness because now it's more acceptable for teenagers and kids to be yeah. artsy and weird. Because I feel like when we was coming up, especially if you black and you an artist, Oh, she weird. I mean, but oh, she strange. Everybody's been weird. Everybody's been strange. But, but you, I, yeah, I get it. But you know, but you know, I think it depends on your environment too. Mm-hmm. Because me going to the high school I went to, it's like I had. It was very strict. I ain't gonna Straight. shout. I don't want to shout them. I don't, I don't. I don't rock with them. I don't like that school. That's true. I, you know, I had some valuable stuff right. I learned. I don't. I don't like them. That's I don't rock with them. Like, <laughs> but you know. Like, you know, and it wasn't that long ago. That was like, you know, 2006 to 2010. But it's like, back then, it was like, you know, if you were artsy, if you were unique or whatever, it's like, oh, you strange, you are outcast. But now I think it's a lot better because it's more acceptable for people, especially black kids, to be like, you know, oh, she's an artist and there's nothing wrong with that. Now, I do think it's some trendiness about it because now you got... You know, you was talking about frauds. Now you got some real life frauds out here, like <laughs> some real life frauds. And I'm like, you know, and it's nothing wrong with people trying new things, but you got people just trying to chase clout. Mm-hmm. And it's like, get your goofy ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm I mean, sorry, like I don't like that. Like you messing it up for for the people who really about it. Right. And again, I'm not talking to the people who you know you just want to try something new, but the people just trying to chase clout. And like that's the thing with. Music nowadays, not to go off subject, but even with hip hop, like hip hop, that's something I was doing. I'm gonna eventually go back to that. Mm-hmm. But even with that, it's like you got so many cornballs and goofies, like <laughs> trying to rap, and it's like the culture is already like in shambles. But what is that though? Like, I don't have a problem with us using the word culture. I don't. Mm-hmm. Have, I have a problem with us using it with nothing behind it. Fact- Listen, like that's my whole thing. Like I be seeing people talking about some um for the culture. I'm like, what culture? Like I'm not saying it's not there, but it's like, what do you mean? And that's kind of my thing with this social media age. It's like on one hand, I like seeing people out here grinding, getting money, getting the popularity or whatever that they deserve. Who are really about it? Exactly. But at the same time, it's like you got all these frauds out here who are just, you know, they want to hop on a bandwagon and saying for the culture. It's like, you don't care about the culture. I mean, my thing is, everybody tells me, oh, you don't never say nothing mean to nobody. It's like, no, I, I'm, I'm mean. <laughs> a lot of people know who I am, and I, I'm going to be me for real. We're going to have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what, what's the substance behind what we're doing. Right. What's this, like, people can look at me doing this podcast. Oh, mm-hmm. he's just trying to have people on just so he can do this. Okay. I'm having people on so I can do exactly what you said, but in my mind, right. I know what I want to do. I know where my heart is when it mm-hmm. comes to it. It's like, I'm not trying to take nothing from anybody. Like, like I said, 
the funny thing is, I'm way older than y'all, and I really did. I really did mean that when I said that. That's what the culture is. The culture to me is turning around and saying, damn, like these kids came after me mm-hmm. and they were doing their fucking thing <laughs> then and they doing it now, you know? And just being that person who was already, I was, it was sports for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm actually going to release an episode uh, with me being interviewed. It's mm. like, damn, so you was in newspapers, you was all over the country. Yeah, I was in magazines where they had me <laughs> all over the country saying, hey, this kid, is going, this kid is one of the kids out of this high school that's going to be doing this. That was one thing that I did, but that's not all of what I did. Mm-hmm. That's not all of my culture. That's the thing that I think we should get to. That should get to a point where you become your own culture. I, talk about the creativity I agree. And the influences and things like that. Now, are people frauds? They might be frauds. And that's meaning that in a negative way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I say fraud, I be like, not not a fraud as in being bad, but a fraud as in not being good enough to be in the same room with certain people who are doing certain things. Well, with that, I would say, you know, every because because like I like how you differentiated that between people who just doing it for just clout chases, and then people who are trying. And that's what I was saying earlier. Like you know. I don't have a problem with people who are legit trying because I've seen people like out of nowhere they want to do art and they just learn and learn right. and learn. And those people I get I tip my hats to them. But you know, then you have the people who just they just wave riders. They just don't care. It's like whatever is hot, okay, here we go. And again, I'm not, you know, saying don't get your money or whatever. I, you know, I'm not saying that. Just you know, have some respect for the culture too. Yeah, talk about what we mean. Well, whatever it is, but right, whatever it is, like let's say you into hip hop, you know, and like you got, like we got a lot of these young rappers who, like, I don't know who these look, I don't know who these little dudes but is, but somebody trying try. mm, try good enough. <laughs> but like one, like I don't know who it was, but somebody was like, you know, we don't rock with Tupac or whatever. Uh, I, I don't know. See, it's so many that's, of that's them. That's totally different because it is. It's like stuff like that. It's like okay, now you just being disrespectful. Like you just talking shit, man. right? I mean, if if you doing the research, I was at the barbershop mm-hmm. a couple of days ago. Well, actually, last week or two, and the kid was getting his haircut, and my barber had Tupac playing in the mm-hmm. background. And the kid was like, man, I didn't even know Tupac had all these things. <laughs> I was like, damn. I'm like, how old are you? Bro? He's like, 15. I was like, wow. But you know what? Just, but you know, let me say this, though. Personally, I didn't really start getting into, quote, unquote, real hip-hop or golden era, old school hip-hop. So I mm-hmm. was like 17, 18. You can kind of understand a little bit more then, mm-hmm. too. But at the same time, with me, I did grow up on old school music. But so I already knew about you know the old school music, Shaka Khan, um, Temptations, mm-hmm. uh, Aretha. I already knew about that. But then, so I already liked old school music. Yeah. I already had a respect for that aspect of the culture. This um, old school R and B from the seventies and eighties. Right. But then, because you know when I was in high school, it was like Lil Wayne was the best yeah, rapper alive. Then I started listening like more because I heard Tupac music, but I, I started listening like more Tupac and people like Cannabis, Nas, AZ, Foxy Brown, Lil Kim. And I'm like, damn. And we sitting here thinking that Lil Wayne and Nicki Minaj is the greatest of all time. Then it's like, what? It's like that just flipped my 
flip my wig, like. But yeah, I think you know it's about teaching the children and the teens and the youth at an early age, you mm-hmm. know, because I think that's a part of the reason why it's so much stuff just kind of out of control, like in terms with hip hop or. You know, having people just want to do stuff for the hell of it. It's, it's chaos. It's chaos. Yeah, it's actually. It's, but what makes it bad though is that you have like these older people who they trying so hard to be accepted by the youth that mm-hmm. they they don't check them nowadays. Nobody want to be called a hater. I see a lot of that. I think for me, one thing about it is. I never felt like I was a hater. Me too. <laughs> I don't <laughs> so care. I don't care. Like you know, telling you the truth, the same right? thing. Like it's like it's sort of like when people are talking shit to you. Uh huh. Like, y'all just going back and forth talking shit, and right? Then the next person get mad. Like, <laughs> wait, you mad because what I said was better than what you said? Right. So now you mad at me? Right. And it, it's nothing but a bunch of manipulation at the end of the day. Because pe- I'm just realizing this more and more as I get older. People are very manipulative. Mm. So I think, you know, just in terms of art, whether it's hip-hop, drawing, whatever, it has to be some type of mentorship mm. there from the older people. And also, we have to teach the young people, the youth, to accept that mm. and understand to have this under- this, like discernment of you know all of the older people are not trying to dish y'all because I do think that's an issue with a lot of younger people when it comes to mentorship when I look at hip hop you know you got the older cats like uh, Lord Jamar KRS-One people like that who they you know they kind of comment on what's going on with the young people in hip hop you got the young people like oh fuck you you know you ain't put nothing out since 1996 go listen to it Exactly. Go right, to, go listen to it. Crazy as it may seem, I don't go to the library and listen to music. Really? I haven't seen a CD in like <laughs> seven, eight years. I was at the library the other day for a writing seminar for college, mm-hmm. and they had racks and racks of CDs. And I was like, wow. That's why I like going um, crate digging. That was crazy. Like, I, I had to think to myself, like, damn, when was the last time you seen this? For CD? real. <laughs> but um, when you talk about that mentorship, and you know, that kind of uh, being taught a little bit of, or, or you know what, not being taught, just somebody laid a foundation for you since we're talking about mm-hmm. it. And who would that be for you? We're talking about mentors, influences, and things like that. I had a lot of people when I was younger, like one of my art teachers, because she was somebody. Now, my, my art teacher, Miss Looney, um, when I was at George Rogers Clark, she was my art teacher from kindergarten all the way to I graduated from eighth grade. And she was always encouraging me to go into art contests. Like, I won an mm-hmm. art contest when I was in kindergarten. And um, so, again, like, when I was in seventh and eighth grade, I did speech competitions. Mm-hmm. Did I win? I don't think so. I don't, I don't remember. That was so long ago. But right. she was what a, uh, someone who I would look up to as a mentor. Shane, Jaleesa knows who that is. Shane, he was one of our instructors when we were doing fashion design. So people like that, they, you know, really helped me go into the right directions in terms of my artistry. Outside of that? History. I think a lot of, yeah, a lot of my... I've never heard that answer. Yeah, history. Because I went to... um. In undergrad, I studied history. I've all I've always loved history because my dad likes history. Mm-hmm. So when I was growing up, I would see him watching like the 
documentaries on Channel 11 and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of watch it too. Like, this is cool. So a lot of my artwork, it does it does have a, a historical inspiration there also. Yeah, so like, um, yeah, African-American history, um, different aspects of American history. And if you look at my fashion too, it's history. Right. So it's like everything I do is intertwined to some type of art. And it's just a natural thing. So it's not fake. That's what you tell me. No, no, <laughs> you know, I'm, no, I'm not even saying that. I'm not even like saying it's fake. I'm just saying it's like everything I do, it kind of like from the way I dress, the way I... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like from the way I dress, the way I uh, do makeup and stuff like that, it's all intertwined with creativity. Like I say this all the time, creativity is a lifestyle. Mm. It's not just about, you know, wearing the craziest. And I think... Nowadays, when I, I'm saying that, you know, we're we have this society now where people are more accepting of art and artistry and artists and things of that nature. But I think some people think the crazier you look, like if you wear all these colors, people are gonna think you're an artist. Right. And people are gonna think you're creative. It's like you know, I could just be wearing something simple, and it's crazy to me because people are like you an artist, ain't you? I'm like, how you know? They said I could tell by the way you dress. And I'm like, how? And they say like, your earrings, like your your glasses, you just look like an artist. I'm like, that's crazy. You could just tell. But you know, and it's like not me trying to um, knock anybody's style or anything, but you know, it's just a natural type of thing. You have, you know, it's like you you just feel it. Right. <laughs> So, what are you working on right now? Right now, uh, I work on a lot of stuff at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm working on some earrings, kind of old school type earrings. I put out recently. I put out some I Love Lucy earrings, mm-hmm. Prince Purple Rain earrings. It's a uh, Prince and a Dove from the Doves Cry mm-hmm. song. I'm working on some. Clothing, actually, wearable art. But you wouldn't go be doing no fashion. Well, it's not fashion. It is fashion. I mean, but it's okay, but (laughs) it's a part of the culture that we were talking about. But it's not like sewing and like what Jaleesa do, you know. But it's like you know, getting old blue jean jackets and then designing different things with that. And I want to kind of do something like unique. So I'm not gonna say what it is, but if you follow me, Mm -hmm. you'll see it in probably a week or so. But yeah, I'm working on some wearable art, more so jewelry mm-hmm. right now, and I painting because I did do a um, a hip hop painting dedicated to um, old school female rappers. I might do something new, right. another version of that. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I noticed from looking at your page is the material you use, and like I don't know how to describe. It. It's like flat. Like it's not canvas, right? But no, um, the painting or it, it, it doesn't, it pops, mm-hmm. but it doesn't pop at the same time, in my opinion. So, if you take a look at uh, Kendra's Instagram page, you'll see she does use the bright colors and everything like that. So, you go, Oh man, like that's crazy, but at the same time, it brings out a perspective. So mm-hmm. that, that point of emphasis is like. Oh man, the background. Like the main one I think about when I'm saying this is your Lauren Hill uh painting. Mm. And I'm just like, man, like that was pretty sweet, you know, like could you take us through the creative process and something like that if you could remember? So that that's a part of my ladies first collection. 
And I kind of paused on that collection. But like I just said, I'm going to, I think I'm going to presume that. But I just work on so much stuff. It's like, you know. But, but the thing is, I could stop at something like two years ago. Like I started on something two years ago, then I come back. And that's a good thing about being an artist is that you can do whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do, because it's your creative process. But with that, I just like bright colors. Like I like wearing bright colors. I like painting bright colors. I don't care for dark colors. I, I just like bold, bright mm -hmm. prints and geometrics and abstract and all that type of stuff. But with that, I mean, pretty simple. I just want it to be a bright background. It's a, I think it's yellow and orange. It's like a sunset. Yeah, it's, it's a yellow and orange background. I got that from a, a picture she was in. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen the original picture of her when she um, was like posing like that or whatever, but I just I just wanted something bright, basically. Like <laughs> she makes it sound so simple. <laughs> like, but that's the funny thing about like artists and paintings, just painters and stuff like that. You could be looking at the picture and you're like, oh man, it's like this. Like, man, I just threw that together, bro. Exactly. <laughs> but for real though, like people be like, what made you think this? Like, shit, I like bright colors, like. <laughs> It ain't nothing else to it. Like, you see the way I dress. <laughs> what are you listening to nowadays? You know, music-wise. Should I stay listening to old school music? That's it? <laughs> no, no, no. That's not it. <laughs> that's it? <laughs> no, that's not it. But no. I do like some of the new music. I love old school music. Mm -hmm. I Like I told you, I was brought up on old school music. That's why I love it so much. But I do like some newer music. I just think a lot of newer music today... It just does not have that essence that that old school music got. And, and that's a funny thing that you say that when we talk about culture. I'm actually reading something right now. Mm -hmm. um, it's called Hitmakers. Mm -hmm. And it talks about that in music, how a lot of the stuff that we listen to is shit that we already heard before, you know. So, I don't know about that. Okay, is the essence something different than the soul? Soul, music? essence. I, th I think that. Because I'm going to give you an example. Bruno Mars, because it's a, a it's a conversation right now about whether or not he's um, cultural, culturally appropriating black culture. So not even getting on that, even though I have my opinions about opinions about that. With that, his whole album, I did listen to his album, and I'm like the whole album. I like, I can't lie, it is it is dope. It's good and. I think people like it because it brought you back to that New Jack Swing, mm -hmm. that early R&B, Bobby Brown, right. you know, Michael Jackson, remember the time type of feel. Right. And it's like, you cannot deny that feeling. Like, you can't deny that feeling. You you can't compare, like, do you remember the time to push me to the edge, all my friends are dead, push me to the edge, push me to the edge. You can't deny that. You can't compare that. Like, a lot of music today, it's cool. Now, I ain't going to lie and say it's not cool. But it's like, it's not going to stick. Mm -hmm. It's not going to stick. It's cool for right now, but it's not going to stick. And I don't even think people making music that's going to stick right now, to be honest. Because people so focused on making hits and trying to take it to the charts. It's just not sticking. And so I can understand why people was rocking with Bruno Mars. And like, when he put out that um, finesse remix. Right. And with the, the music video, right, with the Olivia Color thing, it's like everybody was loving it. Because just listen to it. Just listen to it. It's something about that old school music. And a lot of times back then, even though, you know, like in the 
80s and 90s, they they kind of slowed down on using live instruments. Mm-hmm. It's just something about that feeling. Like, I was listening to... Yeah, like, it's just like, something just about that. It's like, I was listening to um What You Gonna Do For Me by Shaka Khan. It's like, damn, if you just listen to that instrumental, it's like, my God. And, and it's like, you just can't compare that to this new music of today. I'm sorry, but to answer the question... <laughs> I listen to a lot of old school music, and that's how I study music. Because, again, I went to school for history. It's a lot of stuff I want to do with history, specifically pop culture. And I think it's important nowadays because, we, you know, we are having this, these conversations about how music is dwindling. Well, not I'm not going to say music, but how the culture of hip-hop is dwindling. How the culture of, you know, New Jack Swing, R&B, especially R&B. Like, if you look at the charts, it's not about R&B no more. It's about pop. And, you know, you do have people like SZA, Chris Beat em Down Brown, um, Trey Songz. You know, they, they still do R&B, but it don't sound good. Like, now, SZA, now, she decent. I just started listening to her music. I like that uh, Side Chick song. That's cute. But I still don't know if it's going to stick. Because it's cute for right now. Yeah, it's going to stick because she's associated with TV. <laughs> they TV ain't fucked up at all. That's true. So that's true. Them. They they have they're bringing back that vibe. Mm-hmm. Of, and I say bad yeah. boy was back then in the in the nineties and stuff like that. Or um, even Death Row when you talk about mm-hmm. rap and with uh, Kendrick, like shit, Schoolboy and all them, you know. But I think we are missing that sense of belonging and mm-hmm. that nurturing of an artist. Uh, nowadays, anybody can do rap. Anybody can be a rapper. Mm-hmm. We could actually stop recording right now and start freestyling. <laughs> we're rappers. We're rappers now. Like, right. You know, shit like that. But when you also talk about hip hop and how the, the culture is dwindling, we, we we just now announced that hip hop has been the number one genre of music. It's a fast rock music. But it's like who didn't nah, know that? It's it's been pretty. It's been number one for a while. Even yeah. Back when Snoop was singing shit and Eminem mm-hmm. had white kids pissing their moms. Yeah. Off. <laughs> like no, nah, it's been pretty popular. People, right. We just happened to say it out loud. This mm-hmm. time. But um, yeah, I totally feel you that. But is it, is it that it's becoming things are becoming more saturated? And, and you can even say that even about being a creative now. When we talked about the people who are frauds, some um, quotations and. Uh, cloud chasers and everything like that. Are we gonna get to the point where in, where creativity becomes the same thing that photography on Instagram has become? <laughs> I think I think it's probably gonna die down, honestly, because it's like you always have these waves. But I think the and it, it's kind of the same with let let me differentiate mainstream hip hop. Mm-hmm. I need to start doing a better job at differentiating uh, mainstream hip hop. And rap because technically there is a def- a definition for rap and um, hip hop, and then you know there are different categories and subcategories. I think underground hip hop. I think that's always going to be a respect for the artist. It's going to be a respect for the people who came before. You know these right. new school cats, <clears throat> but I do. I think I think it is going to be saturated mainstream wise. But I think with uh, creativity, I think it's going to eventually dwindle down because I, I just think a lot of stuff is about waves. But it's, again, you know, and I'm not saying everybody, I'm just saying, you know, you know who you are, you know who you are. I'm like, I ain't listening to that. <laughs> 
Well, well girl. girl. Before you go, I need, I need to ask you one more thing. Okay. Can you, can you please ask Mr. Kanye West right now into the microphone? Uh-huh. Will you please come onto the podcast so that I can interview him okay. for at least one episode? Kanye West, can you please come on this podcast so Jordan can interview you? Also, after you done doing that, <laughs> you can buy some of my artwork <laughs> at www.kltartbykendro with an O at the end.com. Thank you. Y'all just follow me at K E N D R O three underscores on Instagram. Instagram is my favorite social media right now. And then I have um, my other stuff linked there. So just follow me there, honestly. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. I appreciate it too. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Pam. You're welcome, sir. So that was this week's episode, guys. Again, make sure you subscribe and review. Let me know how you feel about the show. And if you don't, uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at it's. I-T-S-U-R World Pod underscore on both of those platforms. Um, also, check us out on Facebook. Go like the page. Uh, just leave some comments and shit like that. Let me know what you think about the show, man. And then don't forget to tell a friend. If you ain't going to subscribe and leave a review, tell somebody about the show. The more people you tell about the show, the more people you have to talk about the show. And, and, and again... In the next couple of weeks, we got some pretty interesting guests coming on. I'm really excited. But thank you, Joe, for coming and sitting down with me to talk about this, man, and, and, and sharing your story and just, you know, giving, like, your wisdom out, man. Like, she's still young, and she's doing her thing out there. Like, you got to be able to admire that, guys. Um, so you can also find her at Instagram, on Instagram, at K-L-A-R-T by B-Y Kendro, K-E-N-D-R-O. Check out the work. She does the custom work as well, too, guys. She's doing some dope shit, man. Like, that's it. It's just straight dope shit. Like, check it out. Um, tell somebody about her. Hit her up, man. All of her contact information is on her Instagram page. If you follow her there, you'll be able to find all of that. And, again, don't forget, April 20th, guys, I will be at Matilda's Up North at 7 p.m. The show starts. Bring somebody. Bring somebody. I got jokes, nigga. I got jokes. That's it. Thank you for listening. It's your world.